think I got everything going here. <clears throat> I was um was at work today and I thought about this particular subject. And I, you know, I was on a conference call and um and I thought about it, I was like 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 am I can you really be yourself at work? Like like really can you be like really black black at work? I don't know, I think you know, after you've been there a while, you probably can. But like in the beginning, like that, like that three months, <laughs> like that 90 days, like. But I mean, it really didn't come to me until I was um uh, I was on a conference call. And um <laughs> it was this white dude on the call. And this dude was acting more black than me. Like <laughs> I didn't know if I should come out of my shell and be like, what up, nigga? <laughs> <laughs> if I would have did that, I probably would have scared the hell out of him. But no, I mean, why can't I mean? Is it? Is, I mean, are you know? I mean, is that a thing? Can 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 black people really be comfortable in corporate America, like in their space? I don't think so. I don't think. I don't think out the box you can. I think over time you can. Um. Yeah, I thought about this, and I think. I think the reason why, like, <laughs> man, like black people can't be themselves in corporate America, I think it's because, because you got this thing called fragility, fragile. But we have you ever thought about that word, like, like fragility, fragile? What makes a person fragile? And I think the thing that makes a person fragile is lack of diversity when they're growing up. <laughs> they've never seen people act like this before so they're fragile get that fragility and what happens when when a person is fragile or you know, they fear things that they shouldn't fear because they don't have an understanding of it and they, they don't have the understanding because they don't have that they didn't have that diversity when they were growing up so imagine when you meet somebody like this you know, in an interview or a traffic stop, you either gonna be either fired or or killed. <laughs> oh man! But they say they say what they say. You know, you know, don't hate the player, hate the game, and it's all in the game, the setup. How's the game set up to make these people fragile, to make it so so they don't have to grow up in a diverse environment? And I think. Part of that is um, when you think about a particular group of people and you think about how they grow up, like like black people, like like we come out the womb watching white people, right? Starts with the TV programming, Sesame Street, and, you know, and then the different sitcoms. So we have a general idea, you know, of, you know, any white person we come in contact with based on the images we've seen, but these are all positive images, right? Stretching across the entire spectrum, pretty much, right? But then when you think about it in the reverse, it's like a one-way mirror, like, like, it's not a lot of positive images of, like, <laughs> black people that they can that they can reference. Like, The Wire, that's not a good show, you know? <laughs> I think every... Nigga out there is killing people, like selling drugs in the 
Cosby is not. I mean, the Cosby's is. There's nothing that that show that's like the perfect balance that you know. So you got that whole thing going on. So, you know, we get an inherent understanding of 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 certain people before before we meet them. And um, and they have different opportunities where they can. You know, they, they can grow up in an environment where there's literally no, no people of color. <laughs> Whereas, you know, I think we have that too in certain spaces or certain pockets, you know, but they're not like real affluent areas, right? So, so the mindset is different for us, you know, if we grow up in, in an environment where there's not a lot of diversity, you know, it's. It's certain things you have to learn. So you're still at a disadvantage. Um, I don't know. I think it's, it's a disadvantage there. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't like certain people like a, that have like a wolf pack type of mentality. You know, they, they do everything in packs. You know. And wherever the leader says go, that's where they go. It's, I don't like that. Some people get caught up in stuff like that. Like, you know, that group think. And I think that's one of the ways that, that uh, maybe racism is allowed to to kind of spread is early on there was that whole infrastructure would even though they say you know racism is gone they say it's it's dead some people say it is some people say it is and some people don't but but still you got to think about racism was the motivation for a lot of things that were built even laws right and a lot of those laws are still in play so I think I think it's so how do you fix that? How do you get rid of that? You know? So even if you have these laws that, that were built with the motivation of racism, then so take for instance like discrimination laws. It's hard to prove discrimination laws simply because that's the way it's set up. See, here's the thing, here's the thing. If a person is doing wrong, doing you wrong, and you call them on it, then they, they got to do something about it, right? They have to do something about it. And the thing is, with laws proving discrimination, they've made it so that it's hard to prove because if it's hard to prove, then you can't call them on it. Right, you know, forget universal law. Right, that ain't gonna do it. We talking about like <laughs> we t- about these <laughs> these laws that we set up, and we put all these things in front of these laws that you have to show credible credible proof of what you're accusing this person of. So, 
So that's the thing. If you can't call them on it, then you can't prove it. And then if you can't prove it, then nothing, nothing can be done about it. So. And think about it. When you, when you deal with people that... I don't even know what the hell I'm saying. I just don't want to get too one-sided. You know what I'm saying? And I know what they say. Speak your truth. Um, but, I mean, it's, you know, I don't like to make blanket statements. And I think that's probably what I what I struggle with. I don't want to make a blanket statement. But, I mean, you do got stuff going on out here. You got stuff going out here with, you know, I mean, even like, like I said, for instance, like the laws. We could say that we could say that there's no discrimination, but the laws, but the laws are still functioning in that way. I mean, we still. I mean, we had what? Uh, I think we had some type of reform. You know, I think that's something that Trump did, where he uh, he he made some type of provisions for the three strikes laws and felonies and all of that but but some of that stuff is still in place I don't know I don't know it's just hard to play I mean some people you know I don't know I just get frustrated sometimes and think about stuff and um Enough to make you aggravated. Enough, enough to piss you off. Frustration. That's an interesting word. Frustration. I think frustration is when you're pissed off. But you got patience that's controlling your, your level of being pissed. <laughs> so you want to do something about it. You want to break something. But patience tell you not to. And that energy is frustration. That's that's what I think it is. That's what I think it is. I was talking to somebody the other day, and um, you know, they're telling me about you know their work, and somebody's trying to uh, get to know them, and some people are just standoffish, right? I mean, I understand people that are standoffish, but then you got people that are not standoffish and they feel like if you don't want to share, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about tonight. <laughs> I had all this shit mapped out. This is like a goddamn train wreck. <laughs> Boom. What the hell? I don't know. But anyway, I, I don't know. Some people, um, they feel like if you don't share everything about you within the first five minutes, they feel like they can't trust you, which is weird as fuck. This is weird as fuck. I think some people just resonate or resonate, resonate. <laughs> some people just resonate on a different level. Like, some people, you know, some people just will tell things about themselves to people they think or feel they can trust. Because when you think about it, you got people out here that 
that um, they don't want to know you. They just want to know something about you. Because sometimes their sole purpose. <laughs> you got people that walk in the world that, that want to label everything. Everything they see, they, they got to put it in a category. And if they can't put it in a, in a category, that fucks them up. They're like, wait a minute, whoa, wait a minute. So these are the people that will come up and, and ask you stuff like, hi, what's your name? Oh, yeah, so what do you work? Oh, what do you do? Oh, really? Oh, that's nice, that's nice. Oh, yeah. Where'd you grow up? Oh, you they ask you all these damn questions like, would you get the hell out of my damn? How many kids do you got? Oh, yeah, you were married. Oh. And some people are perfectly okay with just blabbing all that shit out. I'm like, nah, you <laughs> ain't telling you shit. Because sometimes what they do is they, they'll throw all everything you just told them back in your face. And the difference between um, people knowing you versus people knowing, wanting to know something about you is that when you have someone that wants to genuinely, genuinely know you and know something about you, then once they know you, they know what not to say. They know the things that they shouldn't say because they know those things would offend you. So they're cautious in what they say versus somebody that just wants to know something about you. They don't give a fuck. They just, you know, sometimes they'll just say it. So, you know, I think about this stuff. I think about, I don't know, sometimes I think too much, you know? Think too much. Um, well, I'll be at the Red Room coming up uh, October 30th. I'll be there other comedians um it's gonna be a nice show it's gonna be dope <clears throat> it's gonna be pretty dope um anybody in the crypto 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 i think I, I think i talked about this before got a lot of different i heard a lot of people doing some stuff with shiba shiba inu it's one of the meme coins the meme coins it doesn't have a use case does it People are like, what the hell is the use case? It's going up, ain't it? That's the use case. I can use it to get some more money, nigga. No. Um, use cases is, is like, what, you know, what does it do? Like, what does this crypto do? That's what you want to know. Anytime you get into a crypto, you want to know what it does. What problem they're trying to solve. Um, I lost, I mean, I, I early on, like, when I got into crypto, I went into, um, did the Dogecoin thing. And I was going up, 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 and up. I woke up <laughs> the next morning. It was down, down, down to down. I was like, God damn. Like, so I learned my lesson from that. Um, but people, you know, y'all making that money. He's got all them zeros in front of it. If it goes to a penny, y'all probably going to make some big money. Well, no, I kind of feel like these meme coins are just coins that they create to get people uh, to come into the crypto space and adopt it. You know, to raise your awareness towards the cryptocurrency like Dogecoin. Can nobody tell me what Dogecoin does? Other than what Elon is talking about. I don't know what the fuck it does. And in Shiba, I don't I don't know what Shiba does. It's another meme coin. But I think it's I think it's just a way to to get people involved in crypto because I think it's it's gonna be something that's gonna be pretty big in the future. Pretty big. 
Um, especially when you got, you know, Russia and China doing anything, you know. I think they did the uh, the petrol yuan. Whereas it was the, the petrol dollar was um, was the main currency that they used to buy the oil. Now, now China's buying it in the petrol yuan. That's ooh, that's a blow to the dollar, to the U.S. dollar. That's a big blow. But we making it work. We're doing it, though. We are definitely doing it. I like to watch my time to see how long I've been talking. I've seen one podcast. That podcast was like three hours long. Like, damn, what are they talking about? On yeah. 828. Um... Halloween just around the corner. Anybody going to be trick-or-treating with COVID? I want to see the COVID costume. That's what I want to see. It's <laughs> dressed like a big-ass thing of mucus. Like <laughs> walking down the street with a ventilator. <laughs> okay, stop. I'll stop. I'll stop. Hey, it's Ventilator Mike. <gasps> I got the code. <laughs> Somebody else walking down the street with a big ass, looking like a big ass vaccine. <laughs> hey, I'm vaccine. Get the fuck away from me. Yeah, big push, big push. Nobody wants to get the vax. <laughs> they say they should make you turn into a magnet. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> go get the vaccine, go get an MRI. Your ass would be in trouble. Yeah, but yeah, trick or treat, or maybe you go trick or treat and say trick or treat, and they get your ass COVID shot. <laughs> you open the door, they stab your ass with a needle. Ah. I just vaccinated my kids. Um, <laughs> I'm so stupid. I'm so stupid. But uh, yeah, we got the vaccine. Crypto. There's going to be a lot of stuff coming down the pipe. A lot of stuff. It's hard to believe it's the end of the year. This is like October already. Like, damn, like November right around the corner. And in December, then New Year's 2022. What the hell? They said the numbers are dropping. <coughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, it's cool. They said the numbers are dropping. So that's pretty cool. Cool. I guess because more people getting vaccinated, maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, but I don't know. I figured I'd come on in and talk for like a half hour. I'm gonna talk for like 19 minutes. Eh, 19 minutes is good. 19 minutes is good. Um, I don't know. I think that's all I got. Uh, yeah, October 30th, uh, Red Room Comedy. Come and check it out. Pack the house out. Uh, I think I bring a few cameras and record it. My set, as well as the other comedians, too. Kind of be selfish if I just brought my camera in there. It's like, I need to go out. Got my shit. No, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, and, um, 
I'm going to start advertising for the roast battle at Riddles. Um, pumping that up on Tuesdays. And you don't have to be a comedian to sign up. Dope. Okay, that's going to be dope. So come and check that out. Um, more information. Yeah, more information coming. Um, okay, hey, that's it. That's it for me. I'm out. All right, later. Peace.